This podcast is brought to you by FanshareSports.com, a website that compiles and curates the weekly recommendations of daily fantasy industry experts for you to gauge which players will be the most popular and which players are going overlooked. Head on over to FanshareSports.com and check it out. Welcome, everybody, to the Ride In NFL DFS podcast. It is Thursday, September 12th, coming to you a little bit earlier in the week this week than last week. But week one is in the books, and it was a smash week. Uh, in fact, if you use the core four that I suggested on this podcast last week, you almost cashed in 50-50s and double-ups with those four players alone. I think that was only, you only needed about 20 to 25 points from your other five roster spots. Wentz, Cook, McCaffrey, and Ingram absolutely exploded. It was a great week for me. Um, smashed in cash, did pretty good in tournaments as well. So good first week uh, between the preseason and week one. I feel like I should probably just hang it up for the season and, and call it a plus EV year, um, but here we are, back for week two, we are going to get right into it, I think at the quarterback position it is fairly straightforward, I think Josh Allen is extremely underpriced, uh, especially for the rushing upside that he brings, he, he went for 40 yards and a touchdown last week on the ground, and that's just a huge boost to the safety of a quarterback that is going to run the ball um, this week against the Giants. We saw Dak just destroy them. So I think Josh Allen is a pretty, uh, to be honest, I think he's a pretty safe play at 5,300 on DraftKings. Uh, if you're paying up, I think Lamar Jackson is also in a good spot again. He obviously will never be that efficient. I don't think ever in his life, um, just dropping dimes on the Dolphins defense and didn't really run much. Um, this week against the Cardinals, I think they play at a pretty high pace, which will kind of combat, negate the fact that the Ravens play at a little bit of a slower pace. So I definitely think Jackson is viable in cash once again. And to be honest, I think those are going to be the two quarterbacks that uh, my cash game comes down to. There are a lot of other good quarterbacks out there. Uh, Jared Goff comes to mind. Um, Tom Brady even, I think they could really put a, a hurting on the Dolphins. Uh, but I think Allen and Jackson with the rushing floor are going to be my targets in cash game as far as pay down or pay up, depending on how my lineup shakes out. I think running back's pretty straightforward as well. Um, Alvin Kamara is $1,000 less than Saquon Barkley. I think that's hard to ignore, um, really hard to ignore. So it looks like Alvin Kamara is going to be the stud that I try to jam in. I am not opposed to going Barkley and Kamara if you think that you can find enough value uh, to get them both in. I think I want to wait one more week until uh, I see Ezekiel Elliott get a full workload. I think that might be this week, but I don't want to play him 
in cash when I haven't seen it yet. Um, but Kamara outtouched Latavius Murray 20-6 to last week. He looked pretty ruthless in doing so. Um, just showed great balance. Didn't go down. He's going to get a ton of targets. I think that game is going to be pretty high scoring. And then if you're not rostering Austin Eckler at 6,100, now that Hunter Henry and Mike Williams are down, you're basically paying the rake. Um, last week I was a little bit hesitant to to recommend Eckler. I know that I said that he was definitely a cash consideration, um, but I just didn't think that he was going to smash like he did. Um, and then and now they're down a few offensive uh, skill players, and his price barely moved. So I think Eckler is going to be very high owned in cash, and I think for good reason he is a good play. Uh, Josh Allen gets the Monday night negligence, no bump in salary. He's 4,700. He got 23 touches last week. I don't think the game script, obviously, is going to be in his favor like it was last week. I don't think that he's going to get uh, 23 carries, but I think he should be more involved in the passing game. I do think we see a little bit more Jalen Richard this week because the, the Chiefs will probably get out to a lead, um, but I still think at 4,700, Josh Jacobs is just pretty much um, locked into my lineup as well. Um, but I do worry a tad that if the Chiefs really um, put the pedal to the metal that it might be Jalen Richard's game. I think he might be a decent pivot off the ton, the, um, ton of ownership that Jacobs will see uh, throughout pretty much across every site. At wide receiver, I think up top, you can play Keenan Allen and Sammy Watkins. I think the reason for that would be pretty much the same reason I just stated Austin Eckler is is a really good play. I think Keenan Allen, he saw a ton of targets. They threw him in the, in the end zone um, with Mike Williams and Hunter Henry on the shelf. It looks like Keenan Allen and Austin Eckler are in for a huge target share, so I think that's definitely... Uh, an option. And then, I mean, Sammy Watkins, I don't care that he got a 2K price bump. Tyreek Hill is out of the lineup. Um, I think he is definitely viable in cash. Obviously, he's not going to go for 150 yards and three touchdowns, um, but he just needs 100 yards and a touchdown, basically, which is absolutely attainable uh, against this Raiders secondary. We saw the Broncos, who looked pretty hapless. Joe Flacco didn't look like he uh, had a clue what was going on. And Manny Sanders still went for 680 and a touch. Uh, Cortland Sutton had a pretty good day as well. From there, I think John Brown has become a cash option. And I mean, did, did you ever think you would see the day where John Brown um, was a cap, cash option? But I really think that he is kind of morphing into uh, the number one wide receiver role in Buffalo. He had 10 targets. He ran a myriad of routes. Um, he wasn't just the one-trick pony roll the ball deep, um, kind of just take the top off the defense wide receiver like he was in Baltimore um, and Arizona. He is their best receiver in Buffalo, and I think that they are going to uh, use him as a number one. And he really didn't get much of a price problem. I think he's, he bumped up 800 or so on DraftKings. He's in the low 5K range. I think that is still a very viable option for cash. And then obviously on the same team as Josh Jacobs, Tyrell Williams looks like he is going to be a their number one wide receiver, which is going to 
you know, result in a ton of ownership on him. As his price didn't move anywhere, he is still 4400 And I think you're going to see uh, a lot of guys flock to Tyrell Williams. Now, what I will say is he's probably a good pivot, um, maybe in cash and even in tournaments, um, depending on, uh, you know, just your preference if you think he can repeat that performance. However, at 4400 even if he goes five for 70 or something like that, that is still doable for cash. Um, we saw Allen Robinson kind of light up the Broncos defense, or at least they really didn't have much of an answer for him. Ty, I'm not going to say Tyrell Williams is of the same ilk, but he definitely has somewhat of the same skill set. He's a little bit taller of a receiver, fights for the ball, can go up and get it. Um, so I think Tyrell is definitely in play, especially since his price hasn't budged. I think that's about it, to be honest, for wide receivers. I mean, I think you can also consider some of the Rams receivers. Uh, Robert Woods got a ton of targets. Larry Fitzgerald and Christian Kirk playing in the slot against the Ravens might see a, a pretty favorable game script if they get behind. Um, but that is pretty much it. There wasn't a ton of receivers that really jumped out to me, so I think I'm going to narrow mine down to those those ones that I just mentioned. Um, the position that unfortunately has uh, a good amount of, of viable plays is the tight end position. I, I love Evan Engram again. I think without potentially without Sterling Shepard and Golden Tate, this is just another smash spot for him. He, he's 5, 5.2K on DraftKings. I think he can push for 10 to 12 targets again. Um, to be honest, I wouldn't be surprised if he puts up somewhat of a similar stat line. Um, he's just, his injury-riddled season last year kind of just had players, DFS players, forgetting about him, but he definitely uh, shined on in week one, and I think he could definitely repeat that performance. Then we have three guys whose price barely budged, and I think they are really good plays in order. Um, Darren Waller, he's 33, 100 on DraftKings, great game script. I'm really not going to, uh, you know, it almost induces a little bit of a, of a vomiting uh, sensation when you mention three Raiders in cash. I'm definitely not going to do that. I'm going to have to. Two would be my absolute max, to be, to be quite honest. Um, so I'm going to have to figure out who, which of Tyrell Williams or um, Darren Waller, I am probably going to stay away from because I'm pretty sure I'm going to get Josh Jacobs in there. But there's absolutely no way I'm playing three Raiders in cash. Uh, and then TJ Hawkinson, I mean, looked absolutely stellar. Uh, Stafford looked for him a ton, um, was targeted. His his dot actually surprised me. His targets were pretty pretty far downfield. I don't have the exact number, but I just remember that his A dot kind of surprised me. I think he's a great play at the absolute minimum uh, 3K. Actually, I'm wrong there. The absolute minimum for tight ends on DraftKings is 2.5K, but nonetheless, he is extremely cheap. And then also Mark Andrews. Um, I think he's my least favorite of the bunch just because he, he doesn't play uh, a full complement of snaps. Darren Waller played almost every snap. T.J. Hawkinson played a ton of snaps. Um, Andrews is going to be like a, a 50 to 
65% snap guy. He does run routes every time when he's in the game, but, um, you know, the opportunity is just there a little bit more for the other guys mentioned. At defense, I think the Broncos at home, mile high against a struggling Trubisky is viable. I think the Texans are viable facing Gardner Minshew. And then I think all those pay-up defenses, if you end up with like 3.8 or 3.9K, there is absolutely nothing wrong with paying up at defense because I think it is definitely doable this week. You could pay up for the Ravens um, in that high-paced matchup with the Cardinals. Or you could even pay up for the Patriots who are, you know, facing this absolutely demoralized Dolphins team. Half the players want to kind of pack their bags and, and get the heck out of Miami. So I think you could definitely pay up for them. All right, the core four is going to be Alvin Kamara, Austin Eckler, and Josh Jacobs. All three running backs I'm going to give you this week. I think they will almost undoubtedly be in my cash game lineup um, if I build more than one. And then Evan Engram as well. Uh, So I'm sorry I took up your flex spot on you. I kind of told you that or kind of, um, you know, laid out your plan at flex in cash. But that's how I'm going at it. Uh, The three running backs and Evan Engram. And then I'm just going to have to decide if I pay up at quarterback. I'm going to have to take a few cheaper receivers and maybe pay down a defense. And then if I pay down for Josh Allen or Jared Goff, at quarterback, then maybe I can get up to Sammy Watkins and Keenan Allen. We'll see how that shakes out. Good luck in all of your week two contests, as always, on Twitter, at PatJamesDFS. Also, if you guys like this podcast, it would be of, uh, you know, great appreciation uh, for you to subscribe and, you know, kind of get the word out. Um, I appreciate everybody listening. I, I actually, a ton of listeners last week um, f- based on, uh, you know, just downloads and, and listens from all the different platforms, which I, I greatly appreciate. So uh, visit the, our sponsor, FanshareSports.com. Good luck in week two. Oh, 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 oh. All I see is signs. All I see is